2 Corinthians chapter 5. Did you find it? One person found it. This is going to be great. Not to worry, though. It is on the skybo behind me. Skybo behind me. Let's put it up there. Verse 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who threw himself reconciled, basically restored relationship to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, not counting their sins, not counting their mistakes against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation, entrusting to us the message of restoring relationship. Uh, The title of tonight's message, if you're taking notes, and you should because this is going to be fine. Uh, The title of tonight's message is Grave Diggers. Grave Diggers. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. That neighbor was not ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, other neighbor. I ain't saying you a grave digger, but you might be a grave digger. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, hey, are you, are you into uh, New Year's resolutions? Anyone into New Year's resolutions? You shouldn't be because they fail every time. This is what I've learned. I have learned that New Year's resolutions don't work. Uh, but in fact, a few years ago, a few Januarys ago, my wife and I decided to give a New Year's resolution a try, and we, we decided to do a diet together. And the diet's name was the Daniel plan. Have you, any of you ever heard of the Daniel plan? If you haven't, let me give you the basic premise of the Daniel plan. You stop eating anything that's good or tasty or delicious, and you basically for 30 days eat grass. That's what I think, I'm pretty sure the Daniel plan is. Uh, but what I did here is it's healthy for you, it helps you get in shape, and you know, yada, 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 whatever. And so my wife and I thought to ourselves, we're grown adults, we need to get in better shape. Lord knows I need to get rid of some love handle action, and so I am going to start the diet. We made the decision, you know what, like, 30 days, that's less than 10% of the year. My wife are like, we can do this. We're grown adults. We can do a diet for less than 10% of the year. And uh, we can do this. And so, y'all, two days into this thing, like, we regretted every decision we had ever made in our life up to that point. Like, we're looking, this is not a lie. Like, we're looking at each other in the kitchen over a bowl of, like, zucchini salad and baked squash, And we're, like, angry at each other. We're, like, so upset. Like, you put me up to this. I didn't want to do this. If you wanted to lose weight, you should have done this on your own. Why'd you have to bring me into this? I hate baked squash. I hate it. But what? You know what? We're grown adults. We can manage this. We can do this. Like, literally, like, almost on the verge of tears about this diet. What did we do to ourselves? Cheeseburger, come back. Right? But we said, you know what, we're grown adults, we can do this, we can manage 30 days, and I don't mean to brag, but we did it. We did all 30 days. I'm not going to lie, like, I hit a weight that I wasn't at since, like, the first days of college. Like, it was awesome. These bad boys went away for once in my life. It was incredible. Like, felt great. And by golly, like, at the end of this 30 days, baked squash wasn't too bad. Isn't that amazing? Has anyone had baked squash today? God bless you. God bless you all for baked squash. Anyways, so at the end of this, uh, we were actually feeling pretty good. But then we ran into a problem. And the problem's name was cheeseburgers and french fries and Mexican food and Chinese food. Anyone? We ran into these problems. And suddenly, we'd been so healthy, but little by little, we kept 
putting these right back into our diets, right? And like, I know it's not good, it's not good for you. Cheeseburgers, greasy cheeseburgers, gross. Let me tell you something real quick. Cheeseburgers are God's gift to humanity. Can I get an amen, someone? Anyways, what happened is like, they weren't great for me, but they tasted way better than healthy food. And so really what happened is I understood, okay, I get it. I'm not going to be good for the waistline, but they're not good for me, but I'm going to go back to eating those because they're so good. What is it about people? What is it about humanity? What is it about us that we have this natural tendency to want to go back to old habits, even though they're bad for us? What is, like, I don't know if you made a New Year's resolution. Maybe you made a New Year's resolution to be on social media less. I'm going to be on social media less. It's not going to get me. And then by January 9th, you're right back on it, doing as much social media as you were before, if not more. Maybe you were like, you know what? New year, new me. I'm going to be nice to my parents for once, and I'm not going to bully my siblings anymore. I'm done. And then January 2nd came around, and you were rude to your parents and you were a bully to your siblings. What is it about us? What is it about humanity that makes it so easy to go back into old habits that we don't want to? And it's the same when we decide to follow Jesus. You see, some of us have this real emotional, like snot-filled encounter with Jesus. And we're like, we love you, Jesus. I just love you so much. I'm never going to do anything bad again. I love you. And I'm not going to sin anymore. And I'm going to treat every, I love everyone. I love, you make these real emotional decisions to follow Jesus. And then you go home and what do you do? You do those same things you promised Jesus you weren't going to do. You go back to school. You go back to hanging out with your friends. You go back home and you do get right back into those old habits that you told yourself, you promised you wouldn't be doing again. You see, but when the truth about following Jesus is that when we decide to follow Jesus, there's not, it isn't just a former self and a current self. The truth about following Jesus is that uh, when we decide to follow Jesus, there isn't a worse self and now there's a better self. No, the truth about following Jesus, when we say yes to following Jesus, there is only a dead self and a new self. Those are the only two that exist. Look at what 2 Corinthians says. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. The old has passed away. The old has died. Let's talk for a second about the old self, okay? The old self. Uh, In Ephesians 2, it says that we, humanity, every single person on earth is born into sin, right? There's this big misnomer in culture that um, you are born as a good person. There's this big misunderstanding that you are born good. Uh, what Ephesians 2 tells us, that your natural self, the moment you come out of your mother crying and weeping and all those things, the moment that happens, you are born sinful. Yeah. Like, as much as I'm so ready for Claire Marie Column to get here, like, come on. And as beautiful as she is going to be, as incredible as she is going to be, because she's going to be exactly like her mother, the, the, as, as incredible as she will be, I know the moment she comes out into my hands, tears flow down my face. Even at that moment, I know that she will be filled with sin and will need someone to save her. You are not good when you were born. A lot of people are like, I was born this way, so just handle it. You being born this way was not a good thing because you are born into sin. That is the old self. Look at what 2 Corinthians says. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old, the natural self has what? 
<laughs> nice. Died. That's absolutely correct. The old self has died. Paul is saying, you are not regarded in your former ways because your former self is dead in a grave. But so many of us live our lives as grave diggers. We keep going back to the dead self and digging up all that stuff. We keep going back to our old habits, digging up the old habits. We keep going back to those old hurts and we keep digging them up. Once we say yes to follow Jesus, we're a new creation. The old has died, but we keep going back to those old ways of living. We keep becoming in our day-to-day lives, so many of us, if I may, become grave diggers. You know, you can spot a grave digger about a mile and a half away. Did you know this? You can spot them away. I want to give you, for taking notes, I want to give you some signs of being a grave digger. Can I do that? A few signs. I'm out of breath for some reason. I don't know why. I'm not working out this year. That is not a new resolution. (laughs) Grave diggers. Number one, grave diggers say they follow Jesus, but their actions don't show it. Ouch. I want you to look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Paul is saying, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, put it to death. Lust, put it to death. Evil desires, put it to death. Greed, put it to death because these are idolatry. Then skip down to verse 12. It says this, put on then as God's chosen and holy ones, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and then it says bearing with one another. Uh, if one has a complaint another, forgive one, in, uh, one another as the Lord has forgiven you, so you might also forgive. But above all else, what does it say? Put on love, which brings everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. And then I love how this ends. And be thankful. For goodness sake, he just ends that. And be thankful. You see, there's a lot of people who come into church and they lift up their hands and they sing songs to Jesus and then they go into their life groups and they say really spiritual things about Jesus. And then they, and they talk about like, Jesus has transformed my life. I'll never be the same again. And then they go home and they act like Jesus was never in their life in the first place. And though they say they follow Jesus, they have no, this from Colossians. Though they say they follow Jesus, they have no compassionate hearts, no kindness, there's no humility, there's no meekness, there's no patience, they're not forgiving one another, there's no love, there's no peace, there's no thankfulness. These, have you ever met a Christian like this? Are you a Christian like this? And then they still live with, I love Jesus, but I still live with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and greed. And Paul is saying, put those to death. Put those in a grave. But how many of us who say, yes, I love Jesus. He's transformed my life. The old self is dead. I get it. My old self is in a grave. But I'm going to go dig up those old habits. I'm going to go dig up those old ways of living. How many of us have become grave diggers? And even though we say we love Jesus, we're still living in those dead ways. Though our mouth and our words say we love Jesus, our actions don't show it. It's a sign of a grave digger. Are you a grave digger? It's another sign of being a grave digger. Grave diggers dig up other people's and their own past mistakes and sin. Yikes. I don't know if you keep up with politics or not, um, but if you watch politics for five seconds on the news, all you ever see is people calling out someone for their past mistakes, calling out people for their wrongdoing. Now hear me. 
people, there should bless you. People should have some sort of um, accountability for the things that they do. Some, there should be consequences for mistakes. Don't hear, don't hear me say otherwise. There should be consequences for mistakes, and there should be accountability. But I think it's ironic that so many of us are so busy pointing fingers at other people's mistakes when we got our own stuff going on in our life, don't we? And we point the finger and we say, oh, how could you? And we have absolutely no grace for people in their mistakes. Sometimes we don't even have grace for ourselves in our own mistakes. But luckily, that's not the heart of God. See, I want you to look at Lamentations. Anybody read Lamentations today? Yeah. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. Look at this says. You've heard this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. What if you began to look at your enemies the way God looks at your enemies? What if you began to look at your enemies with new kindness every morning? What if you began to look at your enemies with new mercy, new forgiveness every morning? Do you know why that's important? Because that's how God looks at you. Some of us honestly, have a hard time forgiving ourselves of mistakes we've made. Some of us have a hard time forgiving ourselves for the sin that we've committed. But you know what? That's not how God, he doesn't view those things. He's not consumed with those things. His mercies for you are brand new every morning. But a grave digger doesn't care. Right? A grave digger just wants to point out the old stuff, the old mistakes, the dead stuff. Oh, look what you did last year. Oh, 2018 wasn't a good year for you because I saw all of that. Or is that self-inflicted wounds? Man, I messed up so bad. That old me, stupid me. But Lamentation says that the mercies of God are new every morning. But a grave digger doesn't care. A grave digger doesn't operate out of forgiveness. A grave digger doesn't operate out of mercy. They just want you to dwell on the dead stuff. Grave diggers dig up other people's and their own mistakes and sin. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I killed those sins. I killed those mistakes on the cross. I killed them. I put them in a grave. Leave them in a grave. Which brings me to my third point, if you're taking notes. Grave diggers don't believe that Jesus killed sin once and for all. Hebrews 9, 28. This is one of those scriptures that completely transformed my life. Completely transformed the way I looked at Jesus. Completely transformed the way I looked at my own sin, my own mistakes. I want you to read this. Hebrews chapter 9. It says, so also Christ died once and for all. Say once and for all. Once, Christ died once and for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, but listen to this, not to deal with our sin because he's already dealt with it. Jesus will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly awaiting to him. Do you hear that? Like Jesus came not so that you'd be a good person and learn how to navigate your struggles. That's not why Jesus came. Jesus came to kill and destroy your sin once and for all. That's why he came. And Hebrews 9 says that when Jesus returned, he's not coming back to deal with sin because he already did. But some of us don't operate that way. Some of us don't act like that. We mope around. I'm just a sinner and all I do is mess up. 
and make mistakes. Can I tell you tonight, that is not God's perspective of you. That is not your identity. Once you say yes to Jesus, the old you is dead. The old sin is dead. The old habits are dead. The old offenses are dead. You are no longer identified by your sin. You are identified solely by Christ who killed off your old self and put you in a grave. The old you is dead. Second Corinthians says the old you is dead. The old you is dead and you are new creation. For those who have said yes to following Jesus, you are dead to your old ways. The moment you say yes, can I get some spiritual things behind me? The moment you say yes to following Jesus, for real, for real, the old you is dead in a grave and you are now hidden in Christ. Your identity is hidden in Christ. Stop digging your old self up. Stop digging your old habits up. Stop digging your old struggles up. That version of you isn't just old, isn't just outdated, isn't just 2018 you. No, that version of you, yesterday's version of you is dead in the name of Jesus. I want you to read Colossians 3. Starting verse 1. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, if you have said yes to Jesus, he has raised you up out of the dead, seek things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are here on earth. Look at verse 3. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You want to thrive in 2019? You want to thrive in 2019? You, you don't want to just survive. Does anyone in this room not just want to exist? They don't want to just get day by day, get by. You, does anyone in this room actually want to thrive in 2019? Let me tell you tonight that it starts with Jesus. It doesn't start with a better diet. It doesn't start with better friends. It doesn't start with, you know, I'm going to study hard. That's how I'm going to be better me. You want to have a thriving 2019? It doesn't matter about any of that stuff. It starts with Jesus. It starts with putting your life into his hand and believing, actually believing that he killed your sin off once and for all. He killed your old self off once and for all. No longer do you have to live in that because that version of you is not just old or gone or uh, decrepit. No, that version of you is dead. So why do you keep digging up the old version of you? The old you is dead in Jesus. And it's time to stop being a grave digger. Stop going back to the old things. Stop going back to the former ways. Put to death your former ways and begin living your life. 2019 is the year that you begin living your life as someone who is hidden in Christ. This is the year you begin living in your new identity, you stop being a grave digger. Can I pray for you?